We are live, brother. This is episode one of Sad Dad and Friends. How you doing, Tyson? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm glad you asked me to do this, man. I'm pretty pretty excited for you. I hope this takes off. You know what I mean? You and I both, man. You and I both. This has been something that's been in the works for uh, several months now. And it really means a lot to me that you would want to do this, especially episode one, day one. Here we go. Here you are giving me that support, man. That that means a lot, and especially taking time out of your day, out of your weekend from your family to be able to do this. It, it means a lot to me, man. That's good, man. That's, that's, that's why I'm here, man. That's why I'm here. So, I mean, what a... And I know you had kind of talked about, you know, doing something like this before. I mean, what's, uh, so what's the, what's the big idea with it? What are you trying to, uh, you trying to find commonality with other fathers or are you, uh, what's, what's the big, what's the big push behind it? That's exactly what it is, man. I just want, I just want other dads to know that there are other dads out there in this world who share probably the same kind of problems, man. Who share, who share in the same kinds of griefs, sh- same kinds of problems. And heck, sometimes they might need to uh, have that refresher of like, oh, wow, other people have it worse than I do. Because I think, I think, I think, I think some of us have it worse than others, man. And, and, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh so, so let me ask you this. What's up? This weekend, how was this weekend for you, brother? Uh, it you know it was good. I I try to uh, I try to count my blessings. You know, I I work at a job where I'm able to, um, you know, just just work my forty hours and and be satiated enough to to you know take my time off and uh, enjoy it with the kids as much as possible. I mean, you know how how the schedule is down at the IMA. I'm on the four tens, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to take, I like to take my Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, if I can. So uh, that was good, man. I just I, I did what I did, like I said, every weekend. I just try to spend as much time with my with the kids as possible. Try to give uh, you know, the the lady uh, as much of a break as she can because she's you know working with the kids all week. So um, I'm just trying to take it slow. You know what I mean? Spend time while I can. What would you say? Uh, from this weekend was the highlight of your weekend. The highlight so far. It's that's 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 difficult to say, man, because uh there's so many aspects about hanging out with your children whenever you're uh in the moment you can kinda kinda draw from. Uh, that, that's that's kind of a difficult question. I mean we yeah. I have time with both girls, you know what I mean, with, with with Murph and Quincy, and then I also have individual time with Murphy and individual time with Quincy, and you know, I have two different kids that live in the same household, but they're still different people. So mm-hmm. you know, I do different things with both of them. With with Murphy, it's more you know outside and 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 going and seeing stuff and playing and stuff like that. With with Quincy, the one on one time that I spend with her is more laying down and, and snuggling and watching something. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, that's nice. Both both so, both of those are, are nice, man. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, but. you know, to every to every high, there's a low, right? Yeah, of course. What kind of what kind of lows did you have this weekend, brother? And and that's that's something that I do want to address as well before we we go ahead and jump on that train. That you know, sad dad and friends, it's 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 meant to give us a voice in order to share what makes us sad, man, you know? So there there might be things that, that like anything has two sides of the same coin, you know what I'm saying? You know, something that made you happy on the other, on that same side of the, of the coin, on that other side of the coin, it probably made you really sad. For example, you hearing you telling your daughters or you being able to tell your daughters, hey, Quincy, hey, Murphy, I love you. You know, on the other side of that coin, 
I know I wish I would have heard that from my parents more often, you know? I wish I wish I would have heard that more often from my dad or from my mom, you know? So so that's that's that that is something I do I do want to clarify is that with sad dad and friends is there are a lot of things that make us sad as a father, as a dad, as a brother, as a son. And I just want to make sure that everyone who listens to this, it's, you're safe to do so with us. All right. So, so what was the low point for you this weekend, brother? Um, and if you didn't have any, Hey, you know what? That's fine. That's great. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not that I don't have any, any, there's something I've been, uh, trying to focus on improving uh, is, is my temper with the kids. Uh, you know, I don't, Cass and I don't, we, you know, we don't, we don't put hands on the kids. We don't spank them. We try to, you know, find alternatives to punishment besides, you know, putting our hands on, on, you know, on the kids. Um, but I, I lose my temper more often than not. And I'm getting to where <clears throat> yelling and screaming is, is my automatic go-to for correcting Murphy, especially Murphy. Um, because I know that she's old enough to understand that no means no. And, you know, I'm drawing the line in the sand and please don't cross it. And she's entering into the age where she wants to cross that line as much as fucking possible. You know what I mean? And and for um, the audience, real quick, Tyson, Murphy is the older of the seven, two, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's seven. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she's she's old enough to know the difference between yes and no. She knows exactly what I'm saying. She knows what we want her to do and what we expect from her, but she just, she pushes that boundary more often than not, you know, which, which kids do. And she is, she doesn't get in trouble a lot. She is a great kid. I really don't have much to complain about, but I guess that also is part of the problem because even though I don't really have a lot of problems with, with Murph, you know, she does great in school and she, you know, she doesn't bully or hit other kids and she's not like mean and vindictive. And, she, you know, whenever she does step out of line, that's always my go to is is I'm really fast to anger. And with Murph, like I said, we don't spank the kids, but just me talking in a mean tone is enough to bring her to tears. And 90 percent of the time when she's crying, it's because I was a little too rough with her or I was a little too mean or I was a little too loud. And, you know, it's it's starting to become, like I said, just a go to thing. Like I, I can never just calm myself down. You know, in a moment of hexticity when I got 50 other things going on, you know what I mean? And why do you feel that is, man? Like, why, why do you feel like, like you can't, why do you feel like it's your go to? Why do you feel like you can't bring yourself down, you know? See, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know. All I know is if, if, um, if I were to be like walking down the street or, picking Murphy up from school or something like that. And I heard somebody else talk to Murph the way that I talk to her. Sometimes I'd, I'd, I'd ring their necks. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. why am I the one, why am I the one talking to her like that? Why am I the one mm-hmm. yelling and making her cry? Cause I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anybody else do it. And yet like here I am, you know what I mean? Well, how about, how about you give me an example? Give me an example of, of something that she did, man. Something that she did that, that really just got under your skin. It it can be a whole bunch of things, man. It's usually, like I said, we don't have any major major problems. It's it's just uh, little stuff. Like uh, she's really 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 hard headed. For example, she will just because for the sake of arguing, she will argue that the sky is actually not blue, right? She she picks up little things like that that she knows gets under your skin. Like I she could ask for some orange juice and okay, here you go, here's some orange juice, and she'll take a sip and then she'll put it right on the edge of the counter. And you walk away and you say, Murph, hey, can you go put that in the sink? And she, she goes, no, can you? And I'll go, no, Murph, go ahead, put, put it in the sink. And she will, for some reason, if she does not want to do something, no matter how small it is, she's willing to die on that hill. And it's that back and forth argument that just drives you insane. Mm. And, you know, more often than not, drives me to raise my voice and yell and stuff like that. And, ooh, hey, can I, can I ask you something? Yeah, go ahead. Does she do that more with you or with Cass? Um, she does it more with Cassidy, less with me, but I'm I don't want to say meaner than Cass, but she responds to my tone, my mean tone 
you know, way faster than she does with Cassidy's. She really does it with Cass more than me. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, something I do want to share with you. I don't know if you knew this already, um, but this is something that I learned not too long ago. That children will typically really push the boundaries of the parent that they feel safest with, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that she doesn't feel safe with you. No, I get it. Compared to her mom, but typically children will push the boundaries of the mother more than the father because the father is just more of that authoritarian figure correct yeah i feel that and so i mean that that's good man at the end of the day you don't want a yes child right you don't want her to always obey you at all times she's learning you know and she's using her life right now to learn what she can and can't do and what you're doing right now is you're setting the rules of life you know you know you're not supposed to be jumping on the table but little kids do it or, you know, you're not supposed to be, I don't know, jumping on the bed with a bed full of folded clothes, but, you know, they do it. And this, this is one of those moments where, like, I feel like the more that she pushes you on one hand, yeah, it gets under your skin, but at the same time, she's learning, bro. Like, she's literally yeah. learning. And she's learning what is okay and what is not. And you're setting her up. And so I want you to use that opportunity of whenever you raise your voice, whether you want to or not or you mean to or not, don't be too hard on yourself, man. Use that as an opportunity of like, wow, I'm teaching my daughter something that's that's not okay, right? Yeah. And, and that's... That takes a lot. Find the balance. Yeah. Know what I mean? No, man. I I totally feel you. I mean, I I, I feel I feel like I have similar similar but different uh, circumstances happen to me this weekend. Um, I don't know exactly what what was going on, um, but Celine, um, she's she's three. You know, she's she's running around and. And she had spilled something and, you know, she's, she's barely three, you know, she's learning and, but it just, it just really, really, really got under my skin. The fact that she had spilled something, right? Because growing up on my, in my, in my childhood, if I spilled something, both my parents were just livid, right? They were pissed off they were yelling at me they were like hey pick that shit up blah 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 you know be more careful um but but not in the way that we talk to our children now right yeah right i mean nowadays i mean we're we're taught to to raise our children, hey, you know what, buddy, that's okay. It was an accident. No worries. We'll pick it up. And and so that I kind of took that moment when she spilled the orange juice onto the carpet. I kind of took that moment to, you know what, let me take a t- quick breather. She's barely three. I got down to her level, and I was like, hey, Celine, um, that was an accident, mama, right? She's like, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Let's pick it up together. So I went to go grab a towel. You know, I wet it. I, you know, we we both cleaned it up together because, as as frustrated as I was that there was now orange juice on the carpet, ultimately, you know, it, it, that's okay. We're cleaning it up, and I'm teaching her to clean it up, right? Yeah. Well, I heard uh. I read something not too, too long ago that, that kind of put parenting as, you know, as a whole, as far as the relationship with your children, whenever they make a mistake and you, you got to use it as a learning opportunity, right? You remember when your kids were young enough where they're taking their first steps, right? You remember kind of how that was. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. you know, little one, little one kind of pulls itself up, you know, and, 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 and turns around and they'll, they'll look at you and they'll, they'll take a couple steps 
and everyone's kind of just watching. Everyone's excited. You know, they, they take one, two, three, four steps and they fall. The reaction to everybody whenever the child falls is never like, oh, my God, like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, yada, 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 yeah, straight to anger. Like, it's never like that. It's, you know, everyone's excited and everyone's like, oh, it's okay. Like, get up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You help yeah. the child up. You, you dust the child off and they take more steps. Um, you know, apparently that's, that's not supposed to only be used, I guess, for walking. You know what I mean? Um, that same mindset, that same relationship and, uh, I guess the way we go about that specific lesson should should be carried over into most lessons that they're learning because all of this stuff, you know, even up to Murphy's age, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, you know, that they're still learning a lot of stuff for the first time. Um, I just I don't know. Like I said, that put parenting as a whole in perspective because uh, I don't treat a lot of stuff like those first steps. You know, like I said, m- my automatic go to is just wow. to be angry about something. Wow. Um, I never, so, I, I never thought about it like that, man. Wow, isn't that crazy though? You know what I yeah. mean? Like you understand what I'm saying? Like you know, the, like the feeling that you get watching your kids do the first steps, and you know they fall and they make a mistake, and you know you you were you weren't pissed off that they fell. You know what I mean? No, like no, nobody no, gets no, mad. No, no one in their right mind is gonna get upset or pissed off that their one year old just fell. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like this that I was like, damn. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, the, the, all, all this bullshit, I'm just, they're not doing anything they haven't done before. It's all me that's bringing all this extra negative shit. Like, it's my it's my thing to work on, not theirs. So, I don't know. Like I said, it put things into perspective. I, I never really heard things like that before. Real quick, if anyone ever got upset at their one-year-old for falling after attempting to walk, yo, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. You got other problems, brother? <laughs> Power, brother. You got you got expectations. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think uh, if that were the case, that person would need to take uh, um, some uh, judge, federal court, court, civil court, whatever kind of court ordered uh, parenting classes, because that would not be okay. Dude, that's just pa- that's parenting one one in China, man. They got like four year olds that are Olympians, bro. <laughs> that stuff is crazy. Oh man. Oh man! So tell me more, man. You know what, man? Like, what's the what's the? I know, you know, life is life is ever changing, and you know, you've given me some ups and downs in that category. I don't know what you're completely comfortable with sharing. I know you and I one on one have had talks about it, but you know, that's a little different. Yeah, I mean, as far as little ones go. Well, if I'm being honest, brother, uh, right now I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling a lot. Um, so, of course, you remember uh, my daughter with uh, my ex-wife, yeah. and then my son with my ex-girlfriend, and then my current stepdaughter with my current wife, right? Yeah. Um, things things are rough, man. Um Back in October, uh, wife and I, we, we went to Cali to go see my daughter. Um, it had been several months since I had been able to see her or hear from her or talk to her or know how she's doing because for whatever reason, um, mom wasn't letting me see my daughter. Okay. That's no. a little weird for the, there's a lot more backstory to that story that we're not going to get into right now, right now, maybe for maybe yeah. later on or maybe uh, for another episode. But um, so, yeah, so October, I finally said, you know what, it's en- enough is enough. Um, went to Cali and uh, I ended up surprising both my daughter and my ex-wife, surprising them by showing up outside of the house where they're staying at before she went to go take my daughter to school and I went to go surprise them and I was there. Now this was a surprise to the ex-wife as well? Absolutely because she she hadn't been talking to me. She had me blocked. She didn't want to communicate with me. Um, But I had said, you know what, enough is enough. I need to know how my daughter's doing. So I went to go surprise them. And uh, lo and behold, man, I'm telling you right now, I was in the street. I was parked in the street. 
and I see them finally walking out of the house like around 7.45 and I get out of the car and both of them, they have no idea what's going on and they're walking to their, their car. <clears throat> I yell out my daughter's name, Adeline. She looks up and she screams, Papi! And she runs to me, man, in the middle of the street. And she gives me the biggest hug ever, man. She was so happy. She was so, so happy. And I was I was crying, man, because I hadn't seen my baby girl in several months. I haven't heard from her. Hadn't heard from her for several months as well. So I was just bawling, man, because I was finally being able to hold my daughter once again in, in my arms. And... That turned into a problem um, that ex-wife was not too happy about. Um, we got into a very heated argument. And later on that day, um, I ended up getting another cell phone onto my plan. And I met with my daughter after she got out of school. And I got her a cell phone. I got okay. her cell phone. I this little girl, she's barely six. She has an iPhone with her, and yeah, is it wild to think that a six-year-old has an iPhone? Yeah, it's wild. But you know what, man? I had to do it. I had to do it. I had already talked to my ex-wife about it. She had already told me, "Hey, you know what? How about you just get her cell phone?" I'll make sure that she answers it or I'll make sure, you know, I'm not going to take it away from her. It's hers. Um, just get her cell phone because I don't want anything to do with you. And I said, you know what? That's fine. So I got her a cell phone. And when well, she got out of school. I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt or anything, but I know last time you and I kind of talked, I thought you all were on decent terms, like okay terms enough to – you know, like co-parenting terms, I guess something something shifted. Yeah, so I ended up leaving. I ended up leaving Cali, and that that's that's basically what had ended up causing the shift. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. So there's a lot more backstory to it than that, um, but fine, I get you. but I guess my ex-wife. As far as parenting goes and co-parenting goes, um, because I had decided to return to Las Vegas, uh, she felt abandoned, um, and she had every right to feel that way. She felt abandoned because I had left her to cope, to parent, I guess, by herself once again, when I was just moving back to Vegas. Um, Co-parenting has many different shapes and sizes and forms, man. And that's basically what had caused one of the, one of the reasons that had caused um, one of the many reasons that had caused that huge rift between us to the point where now ex-wife and I were basically rehashing child custody. Um, I had she. So that day that I surprised them with uh, showing up, later on that day, her and I talked about how she wants to redo the child custody agreement that we have from our divorce. Um, and it, it was a hard. It was hard for me to sit with um, because what she wanted was primary physical custody or either primary or full physical custody, right? And uh, she was going to grant me visitation rights. Um, she was going to grant me supervised visits. Uh, she was willing to take child support away. But there was a lot on the line that I had to think about that, you know, what, what it all entailed exactly. So on the drive back to Vegas... And several days after, I just kept on thinking and kept thinking and kept thinking about that, that um, about what to do, what to do. Um, and so re rewinding a little bit. Um, so that day, I got her a cell phone, man. I got her a cell phone. And 
when I picked her up from school, we we just chilled, man. It was so nice to just be able to hold her and and speak with her and finally be able to to just talk to my daughter, bro, and hear her voice, man. And I was just teaching her how to use a cell phone, what to do with it, you know. I set my contact card, my, you know, got the whole Apple family thing going on between me and her so that way I know where she's at and she she knows where I'm at and you know she she'll be able to call me and I taught her how to call me how to text me and all that good stuff right and it was going great man I came back to Vegas uh, I was finally calling my daughter every Friday because that's what uh ex-wife and I had agreed on for now so every Friday man I was calling her at six o'clock there I was calling her and I was just on the phone with her every Friday for several hours at a time man and I was so 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 happy Fast forward, now she doesn't want to answer her phone. And that hurts, man. That hurts a lot because I know that I'm hurting my own daughter and I feel like she's not answering her phone because of how hurt she is. Not because mom is taking the phone away from her because I don't think that, I don't think she is. Right. I know that my daughter's receiving my text messages. It says delivered. I'm sending her video messages of my face and me talking and telling her, hey, baby, I just tried calling you. Please call me back or I'll send her voice messages or I'll send her stickers. I'll send her GIFs, man, or emojis, things that she can easily read because she's she's barely six. She's still learning how to read. I'm not going to send her full on text messages. Right. And, and she's not answering. She's not answering and, and it, and it's, and it's breaking my heart because I feel like with the more that I try, I feel as almost as if the more that I'm pushing her away. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like the more that I try to be her dad, the more that I push her away, the more that I try to call her, the more that she ignores me, the more that I send her video messages, voice recordings, she doesn't listen to them or she might not see them. And that's a scary feeling, man. And when it comes to my daughter, that's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> it's, it's sad. So why do you think she feels hurt by you what do you think you did to make her feel that way because i'm spending time with my stepdaughter because in my stepdaughter vegas. in vegas because my stepdaughter has um made her presence known in the video calls or in the facetimes that i have with my daughter and immediately my daughter's mood completely changes her attitude completely changes and my ex-wife has told me that Adeline gets really upset whenever she sees me spending time with another girl. In this that case, is not yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. In a way, how else is she supposed to take it? You know what I mean? Right. Like she, she doesn't, she doesn't understand, nor does she give a damn about your feelings towards another adult woman. That, that's that's she's not going to register that right right so i mean she's not going to fundamentally understand you and her mother's relationship and why it did not work out right but that's a factor she doesn't need to understand all she knows right now is my dad's not here um he is being a father to another girl that's not me um and he lives a state away and I mean, that hurts, bro. That really fucking hurts. No, I, I, yeah, I, I bet it would. I can't even imagine. It, I mean, that would that would destroy me as a father. What What do you think? I'm trying to put my words in the in the the right context here. What do you think? should be your number one priority in life right now where you are 
Do you think it should be furthering a career? Do you think it should be <clears throat> finding companionship with another adult? Do you think it should be trying to establish connections with your own children? Or do you think it should be financial? Like, what, what do you feel most drawn towards fixing right now? <clears throat> that's 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 a really uh, difficult question to answer, man, because right now I feel like I'm everywhere. Yep. I feel like I don't have one set number one priority. I feel like right now I'm taking it day by day. I'm taking it day by day. I'm surviving each day, brother. I am trying to figure out what it is that I'm, what it is that should be my priority. And that's, that's, that's what, that's what I've been having difficulty with because if I were to be honest with you, man, I got so many Pandora's boxes right now. Not just one, bro. I got, I got like six. All right. And only one of them is open. And the one that's open right now is the one with my daughter. I sent my ex-wife the paperwork for child custody with after several days of thinking, man, and weeks of thinking of what it is that I need to do and what what I can do, what I'm giving up, what I what I need to be able to agree with because <clears throat> because of the damage that I that I caused, man. This. Yeah. This is now the co-parenting repair that I have to do. It's gotten to this point. That's no one's fault but mine. And now it's gotten to the point where I filled out the child custody paperwork to amend and to change. And I sent that to my ex-wife for her and her lawyers to review. And I am waiting to hear back from her and her lawyers in that aspect with what it is that my ex-wife is okay and not okay with according to the paperwork that I sent her. And so I got that. And as far as priorities go, man, I feel like right now that's, that's one of my priorities is child custody with my daughter what does that look like what is that going to entail um yeah i'm trying to be a dad but right now <clears throat> the only thing that i'm allowed to be a dad in is in calling her is in buying her stuff on amazon making sure she has snacks if she needs snacks or, or buying her things that she may or may not need that's the only way I can be a dad right now. I have to wait for this paperwork to come back, for it, for her and I to negotiate what child custody is going to look like. I have to wait for that to be finalized so that way I can have supervised visits so that way I can start that repair process with my daughter. Okay. <clears throat> now rewind even further, man, back in December, th this is how I know that I have to wait for the child custody paperwork to be finalized. Because back in December, I had texted my ex-wife, hey, um, for December 22nd, uh, I, I would like to know if I can have Adeline so I can take her to Disneyland on that day and spend time with her on the 23rd. What do you think? Do you do you think I ever got a response? Just from hearing how it was going, I'd say no. No, I never did. Did she text me about other things? Yes. Did she ever answer my question? No. And this message was sent probably first first week of December, last week of November with ample time, bro. I gave her ample time to think about it, to say yes, to say no. But she never even responded that question. And I pushed it again. One of the times that I had FaceTimed Adeline, I had asked Adeline. I was like, hey, mama, um, something, something, something. How do you feel if we go to Disneyland or if I take you to Disneyland? And then what do I hear in the background? That's not something for you to be talking to her about. 
that's something for you to be talking to about with me. And I just thought to myself, like, well, I've been waiting. And still nothing. So, so to answer your question, what should be, what's my priority right now? My priority is taking care of one Pandora's box in order for me to open, in, in order for me to close that one and then open the next one. Take care of that one, close it, and then open the next one, and so on and so forth. That's what my priority is right now. Okay. Okay, okay. I see you. I see where you're going, dog. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. And that's not even getting you up to date with what happened, what's going on with Aiden right now, man. Yeah, I was about to ask. I mean, what's the what's the flip side of that look like? Well, it's even worse. I mean, you got two different battles to fight with the kind of the similar situation. Yep. Yep. So that's that's Pandora's box number two. Yeah. And I'm keeping it closed right now. I'm keeping okay. it closed right now because I don't want both Pandora both those two Pandora boxes. I don't want them opened up at the same time because I won't be able to handle it, bro. What state is Aiden in, if you don't mind me asking? He's in North Carolina. Okay, that's right. She okay. okay. Yeah. So just quick backstory. Um, she's still in the Navy. Um, yeah. She's actually in E6 now, believe it or not. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Making that money, baby. <laughs> she's she's someone's LPO. Too. Just just think about it like that. That is wild, bro. So anyways, yeah, and so, so she's still in the Navy. She's in E6 now. She ends up uh, getting orders to some hospital in Granite Falls, North Carolina. Okay. Um, so around the same time that I went to Cali, she moves to North Carolina. And this is where it kind of all began, right? Because I moved back to Vegas. At that point, I shit you not, I don't hear from my son. Now remember, I don't have any official custody agreement between my son's mom and myself for my son. It's, it's all been verbal. Yeah. I always thought that I never needed it. I always thought that we would both be responsible adults when it came to our son, that we would be able to just be amicable about this you take care of his expenses when he's with you i'll take care of his expenses when he's with me share it like that right in the perfect world doesn't that sound beautiful uh i wish that more parents could i get confused when when it doesn't happen i'll be honest with you it does confuse me because in you know for all the things that Cassidy and I are not alike on uh, the one thing that we absolutely agree on is is uh the girls are out of our business and they're never going to be used as pawns right right I mean both of us just could not imagine not spending one night in the same roof as one of the girls you know what I mean as mm -hmm. as as the children so it's just whenever there is a split up or a breakup or parents don't work yada 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 like I, I get confused how the priority is never about what is best for the children and keeping the peace as best as you can. I mean, you're still raising those kids and whatever you do, they're going to pick up. They're going to catch on. They're going to start to pick up habits. You don't want them to pick up because you two couldn't get along, yeah. you know, at, at least fake it. Uh, yeah. for the, it just it confuses me when that can't happen. And and like I said, I know you you and I have talked in great detail about <clears throat> you know all the things that have transpired. Um, I just I feel for you. You know what I mean. I know that uh, if it were completely up to you, you'd have those kids underneath your arms every single night. You know what I mean. It just yeah, you know, I, I, I wish I knew, man. I really, truly wish I knew why co-parenting 
is so hard for some people. And in my situation, I wish I knew exactly the reasons why. I can only assume. That's all I can do right now. I can only assume because neither of the moms are wanting to communicate with me. Okay. And so here's, here's where it gets so wild, bro. Tell me why. Tell me why. When I come back to Vegas, Tell me why both of my baby mamas get in contact with each other. Tell me why. Them talking before. This ain't the first time they've linked up. Oh, no, it's not the first time. But this is this is the time that they decide. This is the time that they decide to form a party, form a coalition against me, bro. Tell me why this happens the moment I come back to Vegas. Tell me why I have not been able to see or hear or have a picture from my son since March of 23. His birthday was in October. I wasn't able to see him. My birthday passed in December. I wasn't able to see him. I have sent this woman a, a text I have tried calling several times. I have sent her a text every single day. I try, bro. Every single day at 3 o'clock, my time, which is the same as your time. Every single day at 3 o'clock, I send her a text asking if I can see my son. Because it's 6 o'clock over there. And I'm assuming 6 o'clock North Carolina time. You know, that might be perfect time before he goes to bed. Maybe they're in the middle of dinner. Who knows? And not a single response, Tyson. Well, I do not know how my son is doing. I don't know anything other than the fact that my mother, bless her soul... She, when she, she, someone, okay, so <laughs> this is where it gets so confusing. Okay. So my mom calls my ex wife occasionally to see how my daughter's doing. As most grandmothers do, they'll call to find out how their grandchildren are doing, right? Yeah. So tell me why. Somehow, some way, shape, or form, my ex-wife ends up telling my mom that my son's doing okay and uh, that uh, Adeline and Aiden have actually FaceTimed each other occasionally because the moms want to make sure that the brother and sister know who they are. Well, to, to them, <laughs> I mean, they have a couple of comments. Um, they both have bad history with you. They, I mean, you know, they both have bad history with you. They both have a child that has a half sibling out there in a different state. And to some degree, whatever moves they may make, um, more often than not, they're, they're personal and they're more personal towards you. Then personal towards the children. Oh yeah. There, there's been some decisions on all fronts that have been questionable, and I know that you're the first person to admit your own crazy decisions. You know, have also led to where everything is now. Oh, you that's know, you've always been absolutely. I'm, I'm telling you right now. These moms are doing what they're doing because I have made very. Um, unwise decisions in my past absolutely i am not i am not a saint man in any of this i know that i am 100 percent reaping what i'm sowing but there's a lot but like a lot of people at the same time that. man like like when, when enough is enough man Enough is enough. Like, let me be a dad. Let me see my children. Let me see how they're doing. Let me know how they're doing. Let me spend time with them. Let me take care of them. Let me raise them as well. 
like when like how much reaping will there be you know like fuck dude so Cass and I were talking about this today um it took Cass a little while, even though, you know, she's a first time mother with, with Murph whenever she was born. It took Cass a little while to be completely 150% comfortable with me taking the girls to do something or Murphy to do something at the time by herself. Just me and Murph, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was some, I don't know, motherly instinct that she was just having to kind of overcome and kind of fight over and she she you know she would tell herself in her own mind like no i should be able to trust like this this is her father this is my husband i like i shouldn't be conflicted and be worried about his decision making like i married this man i know this man um but that's a that's a little bit of a hump that we had to get over when murphy was young you know now i take the girls no problem and there's no second thought but you know Cass was having that and and that's a lot of commonality with mothers like it's not just a Cassie thing. A lot of mothers have that and share that, you know, with their husbands who they've been with for a long time and who they really know. So I, you know, put that in, into perspective with these girls that, you know, you are not in love with at all. You don't even necessarily like each other. They're still they and then and then you add that motherly instinct to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that takes just playing the devil's advocate. It it takes a lot to get over. You know, um, I never, I never really thought know, about it like that, man. I mean, it's and, and like you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna pretend to be a biologist or a doctor or anything like that. You know, you know all this stuff. You mean that you I'm mean saying a, though? You, you is, mean a, you mean a child therapist or or, uh, or a counselor, <laughs> not a biologist? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, know you know where I'm going. I'm not the, I'm not the sharpest bowl in the bowl drawer. You feel me? I mean, I get. But uh, no, all this stuff that I'm saying is is regurgitated from either things that I've read or or professionals that I have spoken to. You know what right. I mean? And and Kath and I have we've done marriage counseling and stuff like that. We've 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 talked to a couple of experts just trying to navigate how to do this thing. And uh, that was one of the things that was brought up in one of the sessions. Is as I feel like she should just blindly trust me after having this kid, after having this thing that was a part of her is now out into the world and she's having to deal with the hormones and just the psychological factors that, you know, that go into that. Um, so like I said, add that on to all the extra stuff that you and your, you know, baby mothers have to go through. It, it's probably not that easy. You know what I mean? No, no, man, it's not, it's not at all. And, you know, I really, I really appreciate you sharing it in that, that way specifically because it really puts things into perspective for me, for me. I never really bothered to think about it like that, you know. Awesome. But, but how 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 did that make you feel? I mean, having to essentially earn your trust again. I mean, that that yeah. in, in of itself must have bothered bothered you because, like you said, you know, it's it's something that should have just been given to you, right? You're, you're the dad, you're married. Yeah. You know, why, why do you have to earn your trust with your own child now? You know, how, how did that yeah. make you feel, man? I mean, I took it personal. I took it extremely personal. You know what I mean? I mean, here I am and I'm like, yo, um, this is, this is not just your child. I knew you were pregnant. You know, I know you gave birth and you went through all the, the trials and tribulations that come with those things. But like, I, I'm the father, I'm here too. This is my child as much as it is yours. Like, you know, who, who are you to get mad at me for wanting to be alone with my child? Like, you know, if anything, you're making this weird, you know what I mean? Type thing. But I just had, I don't know, man, I had to take my own feelings out of it. Cause it really, it didn't have a damn thing to do with me. Really. It was all stuff that Cass had to work through. And it was all like, I know there's no issues. I know that I'm not a danger to my child. And so the issue is not honestly on me to resolve. It's something that we had to work through together. And what it, what it boiled down to at, at, the, at the very end of it all, we found out was Cassie never had that relationship with her father. She was not alone with her father until she was 13, 14 years old. Like really? it just, it wasn't a normal, yeah, it wasn't a normal thing for her to go out on like daddy daughter dates and like hang out with, like she just didn't have that relationship with her father. Wow. You know what I mean? So she just grew up. Holy shit. My mind is blown. automatically thinking that like, oh, you know, 
you know, fathers, they, they take their young boys out and they play catch and they do all that kind of stuff. But like with the girls, they don't exactly have an involved relationship. And then here I am and I'm like, no, let me change the diapers. You know, I'm in this bitch. I'm going to stay up with you. I will take the, you know what I mean? I like to be as involved as I, as I can be. Um, and it just was a culture shock for her. And she at first treated it with indifference. And I obviously saw that and we just had to work through it. And now <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking the girls out. You go ahead and lay down. And she's like, bye. Yeah, I'm open. <laughs> she's like, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you go ahead, man. I'm, she's, you know, she's, like, yeah, she's like, let me open the door for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, now she takes full advantage of the, of the daddy daughter days. And I oh. try to take them as much as, you know, as much as I can. I mean, right. I mean, on one end, you know, you're helping Cass out so she can take a break. But on the other hand, man, you're, you're really establishing that, that foundational relationship with your daughters. I need it, man. I need, if I do nothing else right, I, I need my daughters to, you know, when you get, you know, when you grow up and you're, you're teenagers and you do some crazy stuff, you know, inevitably, as as my kids probably will, whenever they finally do <clears throat> find themselves in a tight spot, I don't want them to have the mentality of, you know, don't don't call my dad, don't call my mom, they're gonna kill me. I, I want their first issue when they have a problem is to be, yo, call my fucking dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like like he, he, he you know, if anything, he's 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 at least gonna get me out of whatever situation I found myself in. That's that's the connection I want to have with these girls. Mm. Um, and then there's, there's the whole, the girl aspect within of itself is going to be a challenge later on because I feel like it's only natural for me to be a little sexist towards the girls. Um, in, in the sense that I will probably be more comfortable letting a son do certain things that I would not, be exactly comfortable with my daughter's doing um i don't feel that there's anything inherently wrong with that though i see that as being an okay thing i see young boys finding themselves out of situations easier than you know young girls would be able to Mm -hmm. i mean example um if my son says hey he's 13 14 years old and they say hey we're gonna you know i want to go hang out at the mall I, I, I might be a little more lenient, you know, more, yeah, more lenient in letting him go out with his friends that are 13, 14 years old rather than, Hey, you know, I'm 13 years old. Daddy and me and my girlfriends want to go hang out at the mall. Um, and there's only, you know, three or four of us, you know, I, I mean, the, the group of young boys, if anything, they're a damn nuisance. I mean, people trying to get away from them. I mean, now, you know why, I mean? Why, why, why do you think that would happen? I mean, do you feel like because of the way that the world is and, you know, God forbid, but, you know, child trafficking or or all the dangers that are going on with all the shootings going on everywhere, man? Like what exactly about that kind of specific example would make you more lenient with a boy than with your own daughters? I just know. uh that young girls are more sought out after, you know, uh, a lot more lady victims than, than young boy victims. Um, a, a lot of the cases, actually, whenever young boys are the victim of any kind of um, inappropriate relationship with adults, uh, I, I use the word consensual, even though, the, yeah, there are children, so legally no consent can be given, but it is more uh, internally consensual with the young boy as opposed to you know, young girls, if you, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, <clears throat> I mean, yeah that's, that's something that we know. No father wants to think about their, their daughters ever having to go through ever in their life. No, no, I, I totally understand that, man. But let me, let me ask you this <clears throat> marriage counseling. Are you guys still going? Yeah. We know. We no longer, no longer go to any marriage counseling sessions. We're in a, uh, Cass and I are in a, I think the best place we've ever been now. And, and I know I've said that to you before. <laughs> yeah, last, yeah. Last <laughs> but like, it just, for some reason, it just, uh, 
I don't know, man. It, it does keep getting better, which is crazy to think like how, you know, how good can it get? I don't know. Cassidy and I, we got together young. We were, we did the high school sweetheart thing and, uh, we grew up together. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know, we were, we were high schoolers. We moved out. <clears throat> we got our first apartment. I was in the Navy. We, we had our first kid. We got married and, and, you know, we've moved all over the place and had just lived all these experiences and it's caused us to grow up a little bit faster than most people our age, but we've done it together. I mean, Cassie and I are miles ahead of where we were six months to a year ago. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. And uh, we're only getting older. We're only getting better. We're only getting a little bit smarter and uh, you know, <clears throat> we're, 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 we're doing good. We're uh, kind of calming down a little bit. We, we used to both be, hotheads about really stupid stuff and just worry about things that are absolutely not fucking important. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like 90% of our fights were just so damn pointless. It almost laughable now. I mean, you know, yeah, but no, we don't, we don't go to counseling sessions anymore. Not, uh, not that I don't, you know, recommend people doing it, even if there's nothing wrong. You know what I mean? It, it's it's always nice just to have like a mediator oh, you know, with certain conversations sometimes, you know? Yeah, especially with how hot things can get, man. Like sometimes all you can do is bring up those conversations in therapy because you don't know exactly – you don't necessarily have the tools or the skills to handle that kind of conversation on your own one-to-one with your spouse or your partner by yourselves, you know? And, and sometimes you, you need that mediator, yeah, that's true. I feel you. I mean, Alexia and I, we, we, we've been going to couples counseling for a while and now it's, it's, we stopped. We stopped for a little bit. Um, it's probably been, geez, I want to say maybe a month. Um, maybe a little bit more than a month, maybe like a month and a half, close to two months since we last went. Um, I think it was around Thanksgiving time when we stopped. And, uh, I mean, I, I can tell you right now that we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to go back and there's no shame in that. Um, things have been really good between us, but I'm telling you right now, we're, we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to go back because that's, that's, that's another Pandora box that, that, that I have. And things need to be brought up between me and her. And I'm going to need a mediator. I am going to go ahead and let you know right now. I do not feel like I have the proper skills and or techniques, even though I've learned a couple, to handle the kinds of conversations that we need to have still. Are they conversations that you think would make you think irrationally or just get really pissed off or, or 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 maybe is it like do you need to ask her some questions you really don't want to know the answer to type shit or like what are you, what are you thinking it's it's a little bit of both man honestly um it's it's just how to have a healthy conversation between two adults without letting feelings get overwhelming or without letting feelings um get in the way right because when someone has when the water is boiling it's hard to see the bottom of of the pot right you need that water to be simmering in order for you to be able to clearly see what's at the bottom of that pot and i'm scared man I'm scared and it makes me really sad that that it makes me scared. It makes me sad that there are still things that her and I need to talk about and thank God, thank fucking God for couples counseling because honestly man, it's it's I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about myself when it comes to being in a relationship. I've learned a lot about 
you know, how to manage myself better when it comes to being in a relationship and how to handle my own feelings. And it, it really does surprise me when, whenever you hear that, um, trauma created from relationships can only be healed while being in a relationship. And I, I, I think that's very true. You know, I know, I know that you mentioned, you know, you, you and Cass being high school sweethearts. And so it's, it's not necessarily like a difference in experience. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a difference in experience. I mean, I've been in multiple relationships with, you know, several women already in my life and every relationship that I've been with has had its own, you know, its own little, uh, seasoning of trauma, right? From divorcing my ex-wife to separating with my current girl, with my ex-girlfriend, my son's mom, and then all the relationships in between. There's, there was a lot that I needed to get over. There was a lot that I needed to move on from, man. And if it wasn't for couples counseling, I shit you not, man. I, I wouldn't have been able to. And I wouldn't have been able to be a better partner or better spouse now. I feel you. I can see how, you know, it's, it's kind of like that old saying of just taking past, past losses, past sales, and uh, using them to figure out the win. I feel you. I, I see the direction you're going there, brother. Yeah, man. How are you feeling? You know, not too bad, not too bad. Um, whenever Cassidy and I were at our peak with just fighting back and forth with each other uh, a little while back, <clears throat> you know, while we were going through our counseling sessions and stuff like that, we, we picked up one tactic that we actually do like no bullshit use naturally now you know what i'm saying like we don't have to calm ourselves down and fucking take 10 breaths and and go through some rehearsed exercise we we, we just do it naturally now um i found out that 90 percent of our fights were happening because we just weren't fucking getting the message of the other person right so what we just did is we repeated each other right so she, you know, we're bickering about something, yada, yada, yada. She makes a statement and she says, ABC. So I say, okay, so, so what you're telling me, what I'm hearing right now is one, two, three. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying ABC. And I'm, you know, and then we'll repeat each other back and forth until we get the same fucking message. <laughs> like I said, 90% of the time, I thought she was saying this over here to the left side. But I was on the right. Like I, I was twisting what she was trying to say and just putting it in my own words. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and then vice versa. You know, she was doing. I was trying to say something, and she's hearing something else. We're just not getting the message. Um, I don't know. It's, I like to share that with people because, like I said, it's Cassie and I do it. Whenever we do get in, you know into a back and forth, we'll we'll fucking repeat each other. We'll be like, okay, so what, what you're telling me? Is this shit right here? Nine times out of ten, she's like, "Fucking no! When did I? When did I ever say that? You know what I mean? Type thing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and and you know what? I it wasn't until recently that I, Alexia and I, we we we've kind of started to do that recently. Yeah, I'm talking about like in the last month. In the last month is when yeah. we, we've we've started to to use that kind of method of communicating, because again, man, like if I'm telling you one thing, you might take that completely left side, and I'm trying to tell you the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even between just me and you. Now imagine a partner or spouse. You know, it, it, sometimes it's it's difficult to communicate, and. I feel like that method, that method helps out a lot. It helps out a lot in trying to, you know, understand one another. 
Kind of like back when we were in the Navy, man. Remember how back when we were in the Navy, whenever we were given orders, we would have to repeat the orders to make sure that whoever gave the orders underst- understood that you understood the orders? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see. I Same shit, man. And and yeah, here we yeah. go, years later, after we both get out, barely figuring out that shit. There was a reason why they wanted us to repeat the orders, right? Uh, I try not to think about the Navy days as much as possible, brother. <laughs> Yo, you miss it? Not even a little, I'll be honest with you. Not really? I miss no, it. I, hate, I mean, my I naval experience it. was... was, was uh, you do? Oh, I miss it a lot, dude. If if I could, I would be back in right now. If, if I didn't have a single responsibility... No, shit. Yes, dude. I would be a fucking uh, chief right now, bro. I would fucking live in it, bro. Ah, uh, you fucking would, wouldn't you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man. I you can miss me with all that. No, I'm I'm glad I uh got out while I. It was just I didn't like the whole. At least where I was, man. I don't know if it was the same with you, but. Everybody that was in charge where, you know, when I was in was, was that weird kid that never did shit, just joined the Navy straight out of high school, finally got a little bit of power and just didn't know what the hell to do with it. You know, no common sense, no real yeah. sense of direction, yeah. no morals at all. It's just somebody above them said, we got to, you know, eat these, eat, eat this chicken broth with, with a fork instead of using the spoon. Chief said it, so we got to do it. And you're like, nah, man, that fucking, that's what the spoon's for, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I saw that saw that whole story on one of them Facebook posts one time, and I think it perfectly described yeah. what being in the Navy was like. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure to all the veterans that are listening or any active duty members, I'm sure that there's, there's going to be a lot of those circumstances still happening, man. I mean, come on. All right, brother. Well, I think right now is a good time for us to stop, man. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and joining and and wanting to do this first episode with me, man. It means a lot to me, and I just want you to know that that I hope there's many more episodes to come with you because I feel like there's still a lot that you, a lot that you and I can talk about. Hey, that's the truth, my man. You know the fucking truth. I uh, I appreciate you having me on, man. I like that you're doing this. I like that we're talking about it. Um, I think more guys need to fill up in the conversations like these. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish I was back in Washington, man. I wish, I wish we could do this, you know, in person with with a couple of beers right next to us. Oh, you know, you know how it goes, my man. Yes, sir. Everybody still brings you up in the IMA. <laughs> Hey, hey, yeah. hey! We'll 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 leave that for for the next episode with you, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. All right, man. All right, man. Well, my name is Diego. Um, th- well, again, thank you for coming to Sad Dad and Friends. Um, stay tuned for the next couple of episodes to come. All right, and uh, we'll be in touch. And Tyson, I got you for the next episode. I'll be there, man.